welcome to Rage Game Network Podcast. Welcome to Rage Game Network Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Ben. And I'm Sarah. And it's been a while. It's been a fucking minute. Yeah. I think uh, uh, I looked the other day. It was August. Yeah. Like 16th. August 16th. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. So for those of you who are playing along, I don't know if we've announced it on the podcast yet, have we? No, because I didn't know till like a month ago mm-hmm. so we definitely didn't know a month before that yeah so <laughs> um andy and i are gonna have a baby yes <laughs> so, so we've been a little crazy <laughs> yeah oh yeah um and we've also been trying to wrap up our curse of strad campaign which hopefully we are doing our last session tonight so we're gonna wrap maybe. that up maybe yeah you we'll, can't ever say for sure we'll see <laughs> like we'll see we're, we're pretty close to the end we've got I mean, realistically, it's a Saturday night, and I mean... Ain't nobody got nowhere to be tomorrow. Mm, yeah. I mean, I got church, but, like, it's what it is. I can be half asleep for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. The only the only person that might need to be awake for church is you. No. I'm not I'm not singing in the morning. Oh. Until later, so that's fine. Perfect. So we can uh, burn that midnight oil and... Uh, just go see what Stay happens until four in the morning I, it's gonna be great i'm so excited legitimately after so i don't know we want you know what we're gonna spill all the beans so all the beans. chris <laughs> might be leaving us we don't know we're uh, not that's sure. a possibility so when he gave us that announcement i went into frantic mode of potentially rewriting potential endings if we were not able to finish it before he left us yeah so, so i went like a little you know, nuts. Yeah. That, yeah. That that gif of the guy with all the str- the red strings on the board. Yeah. That was me He's for about that would be for yelling. about a day and a half. Yeah. Um Charlie from um Yes. From Always Sunny. Sunny. Yeah. Always yeah. Sunny. That was me. Just like yeah. what are all the possibilities? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, um geez. this isn't one of those cases where Chris left us because of personal bullshit. No. Chris it's might professional be professional bullshit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris yes. might be Very leaving different. us for professional bullshit. Uh, however, I think though. he's going to be taking his recording equipment with him and uh, recording his portion of the podcast. So, Boy yeah, podcast. tentatively, you guys will still be seeing the Pretty Boy podcast posted under our channel. So, that may or may not change. We'll keep you posted, but we think that that's going to be something he continues. Yes, so. obviously, because, I mean, it's Pretty Boy Podcast. It's Pretty Boy Podcast. Yeah. And the son of a bitch is going to have a tan. <laughs> He's going to be prettier still. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? Uh, um, yeah, besides, you know, our life news is, but uh, yeah, we, we don't know specifics yet. He hasn't told us. So we'll kind of keep it on the down low. That goes for all you guys that just heard this, so... Shush. <laughs> um, yeah, so what do we got, guys? Uh, so I thought, I guess this is something I pull out because it's easy for me to research while I'm at work. Uh, for any time, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. And these are gaming anniversaries because, yes. you know what, we're all getting a little old. Oh, Christ. Here it comes. So uh, I'm going to start with the most recent anniversary. So these are things that are hitting five years oh. this November. <laughs> uh, we've got Fallout 76. Okay. Well, Let, okay. Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Interesting. All right. And November of uh, 2018 was when Prima Games... Uh, close their doors after 28 years. Many of you probably remember the wonderful Prima guides that came out for yep. all your favorite games growing wow. up. Yeah, that's very sad. Wow. So that that's five years. All right, we're gonna we're gonna rank it up a bit. We're gonna go 10 years now. Uh oh, here um, here's the, here's the real heartbreaks for So me. one of my favorite kind of like sleeper games from the PS4, Flower, turned 10 years old, and that's because that was a launch title. For the PS4 and Xbox One, which both turned 10 in November. Oh, oh my God. Huh. Wow. 
<laughs> I was gonna say I don't know that game. I don't know Flower. I don't know Flower. It's super cool. Um, not that we're taking an official break, but when we take a break, uh, look it break. up on YouTube. It's really cute. It's the I, the concept of the game is you start as a singular flower petal, and you gain flower petals throughout each stage, like collecting them from different flowers. And as you go through each stage, you kind of like the earth is taking back this abandoned part of the world and like uh, rebeautifying. It's really cool, really indie. The controls are like really free form just on the control sticks and it's just beautiful graphics and music. There's no like storyline that's being told verbally, no voice acting. It's just beautiful scenery, beautiful music. It's just for the pure enjoyment and, of the Yeah, good and just graphics. showing off what the yeah. system could do. That's kind of cool. I like that. So, uh, also, Lelda, Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds also at ten years. Wow. Okay, that that one hits a little bit. Uh, oh, it's, <laughs> it's about to hit a little bit harder because we're going up to twenty years right now. Oh God! All right, this game has been actually in the news a lot recently for kind of a failed reboot. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic hitting twenty years this November. What? Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, also 20 years. Wasn't that a movie as well at one point? Yeah, I think they did a movie on that one. It kind of sucked, though. <laughs> Are you okay? Don't, yeah, I'm good. Don't keel over and die yet. We've got one more at 20 years. we got you Ratchet a... and Clank going commando at oh 20 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish... Connor was here for that because yeah. he'd be like, "No, yeah, no," and he's the youngest. He's out the of baby. Us. Yeah. And the last <laughs> landmark anniversary we have, uh, turning thirty years old this November, is the arcade release of Mortal Kombat Two. <laughs> oh, Holy no. shit! Oh, I remember playing that. Now, hear me out. I am thirty-two years old. Mm -hmm. I remember playing that on NES. With my friends, and then we got a Sega Genesis and played it on that. The controls were basically the same. Playing in Kenny's basement, not that, the arcade version, but no, no, we're talking the like original, the original, original. Yeah, no, yeah, I Mortal just Mortal Kombat two. Yeah, so Ooh. yeah, the original Mortal Kombat two. The console didn't come out, I believe, until that spring. Yeah, the arcade cabinet is what debuted in yes. November of that would be uh, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, and, that's really and he, that, he, You know yeah. what's really crazy about this? There, yeah. there were hidden characters you could play as. Uh, one of them was Smoke, and then there was um, oh shit, the the big boss is near the end. Uh, Shao Kahn, Shao Kahn, and uh, the Centaur dude there. Goro. Yeah. No, that's a that's a forum guy. No, um, but I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you could play as them, but uh, if you used any of the hidden characters, it put the uh, level cap further. Oof. Okay. So even like the game was trying to cheat to beat you. <laughs> yeah. It was. I think incredible. my favorite bit of that like hidden character lore of Mortal Kombat was that there was one that a lot of people had. Like thought of, thought was in the games, but they didn't know how to access them. But he was never there. But because the lore and mystery around him was so popular, they made him into a character. Oh yeah. Um, so the character in some of the later games, Airmac, was a thought to be hidden character because it was in the source code. But it was, I believe, it was literally just an like error message, an error, you know, for error messaging in like an incorrect selection. Yeah, yeah, but because it was in there, people had all the speculation. Yeah, that that's crazy. Holy shit! I gotta tell my brother when we get upstairs. Yeah, don't they have? Um, it's Wilburger. Don't they have Mortal Kombat the arcade? No, they have uh, Street Fighter oh, games. Street Fighter. I could have sworn we played Mortal Kombat there at one point, but they had a couple of machines that like were old, 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 and they kept breaking down. So I thought maybe yeah, it was like, like in the back room or I Tetris doesn't play oh, right. The there. Yeah, the, the Tetris oh, machine. I get pissed because the left stick doesn't work. No, yeah, it doesn't. those old ones are real finicky. Yeah. But you know, because <clears throat> everything's on the board, you don't have any. You know any system or anything? It's literally just all on the computer board that boots yep. up. Yeah, and you just beat the shit out of that, and you yeah. got to replace the whole thing. 
And at no. that point, you might as well just get a whole new cabinet and call it good. Exactly. Because you're just replacing the innards. Right. And the the shame of that is that Swilberger is very much trying to lean towards like that retro vibe. Oh, yeah. So yeah. They, they, they definitely keep, pay for the... Oh, for sure. But they keep the old stuff because of the aesthetic. Exactly. So then you just end up with the Tetris machine that never works. So people don't play it. Yeah. Like, you just got to have a good, a good tech who can work on those. And yeah. it's something that's, that there's not a lot of people who know how to do because it's a very specialized very hobby old, to collect yeah. them, let alone fix them. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a dying breed, if you will. Yep. Holy shit. The whole, okay. Never mind. Continuing on. So. Um, you said something about uh, Five Nights at Freddy movie. Yeah, so that came out uh, as of recording this weekend. So we're recording Saturday. It officially, I think, was available as of like midnight Thursday night uh, on streaming services. You can see it at your local theater. It is streaming as well on Peacock if you are a fan of the NBC streaming service. Uh, so. That is available on there. I was going to try and get a chance to watch that. I didn't get around to that as of yet. Um, but so far, it seems like it's had mixed reviews. So I'm but... looking at... Uh, so I was just looking at it on um, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and Google. Um, because everything is Google now. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the rating. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes itself... Gives it a six twenty six percent on the tomato meter, but on the other end, uh, the audience gives it an eighty nine percent. All right, that's pretty <clears> good. Um, that's... IMDb is giving it a five point seven, and apparently I... it's raising. Yeah, but that's still five point seven out of ten. So yeah, out of ten, it's not great. But but uh, popularity. But I also don't know how much I expect of. A Five Nights at Freddy's movie, you know? Right. Because, like, it is your traditional jump scare horror, but I'm sure there's a decent amount of camp to it. It's also only PG-13, and the people who put it out specifically said that because of the wide age range of fans of the series, they wanted to keep it at PG-13. Makes sense. that they most likely will not release an R-rated, like upgraded version which is fair because i feel like the days of doing that are long past being that dvds and blu-ray are not really a thing people invest in anymore no um some people (laughs) yeah but like on the whole like you're not you know once a movie is out of theaters like it's pretty much done making money you Mm -hmm. don't have that second wind like you used to yeah dvd sales and here's the other one that kind of all right, so Google audience reviews so far are 4.4. That's pretty solid. Uh, yeah, out of five. Uh, yeah. Out of five. So. That's interesting. So basically what that's saying is that it's a fan favorite because people have played the game and grew up with it and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but critically speaking, it's um, not got a lot going on. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I mean, we can... Th- we can that's a horror movie for for a lot of people it's like you i'm not expecting a deep story here no. let's be honest. Uh, i mean i i, I we, we see this <laughs> at least with, not deeper than porn like yeah <laughs> we we see this uh a lot with um a lot of things i mean when it comes to uh fans of different uh things and we get a movie out of them mm-hmm. um you see giant spikes on superhero movies. You mm-hmm. see giant spikes on video games. D- the D&D movie, for God's sakes. Holy shit. Yeah. That probably yeah. did really well as first week or two. Yeah. Um, well, and it's like one franchise will make a movie of that caliber, and then somebody else is like, oh, that's working for them. Like, let's jump on that bandwagon. And then all of a sudden... Every franchise is making superhero movies, or every franchise is making video game movie, and then they beat it to death, and then it falls off again. Yeah, yeah. this is one of those uh, better times for movies right now. Yeah. I call it the creative phase, and I feel like a, for any of these like gaming related franchises, they've done pretty well lately. And yeah, that it's been great for fans. They've not always been making enough at the box office for studios because like a lot of the reports i saw 
after like the praise of how good the D&D movie was like yeah. it did not make enough money for them to want to do a sequel which mm. is wild it's sad it was it, a good movie it's sad yeah. because and it was packed yeah. that that was the beauty i was watching something about this that was the beauty of older movies mm-hmm. you'd get both sets you know the okay um <clears throat> You'd get the initial blast from the theater, and then once it came out on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, you got another blast, mm-hmm. and then you got the dwindling, okay, we're going to pick this up, you know. Yeah, and you don't get that now, because no. once it hits streaming, you know, you're yeah, you get metrics of how many yeah, people but- stream it, but the you're not royalties from that are going to be piddly if there's yeah, any. It, it oh, yeah. is. It yeah. is. Which I don't know. Yeah, that's a whole uh, different. Yeah, you know, that's a whole nother ball of wax mm-hmm. about you I think know we've had that actors and shit already. like that. Yeah, but uh, that, <laughs> that's why money. YouTube's <laughs> amazing, though. It's an amazing surface for ex- for uh, content creators. Yeah, artistic creation. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing because like they get paid for what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty well, actually, mm-hmm. when they get far enough along. Interestingly enough, uh, supposedly TikTok plays pretty good if you can get to yeah. where you're making money. But like until you're a giant, you're not making anything, anything or what like should be ratio for like how much you're putting into it. Right. But that the people at the top end are making way more percentage wise for the amount of work they put in compared to some other social media things. Well, it's a really interesting. interesting thing. It's like, all right, well, you're not paying... Maybe that's because they're not paying people at the average or lower end as right. much, so right. that the people at the top are making better for the amount of work they're doing. Right. But, Which is rewarding for them, but it's not exactly incentivizing people to... Yeah, to push to get to that level. That. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hmm. Anyways. So what else? What else uh, we got some... We don't really have a lot of new games coming out, and I think I was mentioning this before we started recording. November's not like a huge month for new games. Because no. I think, you know, places are going to wait till at least Black Friday or post-Black Friday, or they're going to put stuff out earlier in the season and then drop right. it right before the holidays yeah. on um, prices. So the only things that I've got, the big one we've got is we got coming up is um, we got November 10th, we've got coming out the next of the um modern warfare games uh if you're a call of duty fan um so this is part of the reboot timeline that they've been doing so the Mm. the original timeline came out the original modern warfare games between 2007 2011 uh we are now on i guess they've rebooted that franchise back starting in 2019 uh and so this is a modernized version of those so it's not completely the same story so it's not a remake or remaster it is its own it's it's the same but it's not exactly okay so i'm assuming they took what they put out in the old ones and it told the 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 warfare story between that timeline because it seems like both times they've been set in modern times yes. so it's just that they're modern you know in the world like war has changed in the past decade <laughs> <laughs> so they've they've just updated the the storylines and obviously the graphics and stuff to fall more in line with the current timeline uh so if you're uh, a fan of uh copy paste shooter uh those the uh, next one comes out uh, November 10th. Uh, my, my loving name for Call of Duty, copy-paste shooter. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and then uh, if you are a fan of Hogwarts Legacy and you're a Nintendo fan and you've been avoiding dodging like the plague uh, the, the spoilers for the game that's now been out for a hot minute, uh, the Switch port comes out on November 14th. What? So if you really. So if you've not already beaten the game multiple times for all four houses and want to play it on Switch, uh, you can pick that up in a couple weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm kind of working backwards on Pokemon right now. I, I just beat the... I just got 
completed the decks for the Paldea region. You, you realize I said I said Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you you mentioned the switch. Okay. So. They're, so, they're, so sort of related, but like in an ADHD sort of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I Have was you like, not did been I say, on this podcast like, for over say, a did year? Did I say Pokemon Legacy accidentally? No, you definitely no. said Harry Potter. Okay, cool. Of which I have been playing Legacy a little bit, but not a ton. Um, well, you already I'm probably pl- about like 50% of the way through now. I play games slow, slow. Like I read books, right. I play games so slow. I wasn't like, sure if you had already beaten it in no, a second no, playthrough. No, I, I am Please. just so... I. Just don't make time for it, unfortunately. Um, but not me shoving off responsibilities to play ball, play Baldur's <laughs> Gate for the past month. Have you I and Chris and Connor been playing together? <laughs> no, actually not. I've not That's played crazy. with other people. That's um, nuts. Because you all three, you got it, and I don't, which is even crazier to me. Yeah. Well, Bob's well, been on the computer monopolizing this fucker. Yeah, Bob is living on our computer right now. That's um, another. That, that, that's another reason we haven't recorded. Bob's been. Um, he's been studying. Studying for school. Um, but no, I'm about halfway through on my first playthrough, and I, I don't know. I still like it. Like everybody complains about it, and Bob will die on the hill of like, oh, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I'm like, all right, well, I'm well, just I, enjoying. I it think for what a it lot is. of people expected it to be the Harry Potter version of Skyrim. I think so too, and, and it's not quite that. It's it, not. Yeah. No, it, like, it's definitely not that. No, and I don't think they could be on their first foray into this no. without handing it over to somebody else to fully do that. Right. But if they had handed over to someone else to do that, I don't know that it would have had the now, whole depth of the Harry Potter lore that it, it has yeah. in it. No, it would have lost I, lore in terms of sacrificing it for better game mechanics, really. like Yeah. So my argument about this whole thing is it, it's made by WB, right? Correct? Portkey Games? I don't actually know who owns. Hold on. Because if it's WB... Um, that's uh, also where yes. most of the yes. Yeah, uh, from Warner Bros. Games is the games label dedicated to creating the new Wizarding World mobile and video game experiences. Yeah, okay, that explains it right there. They probably use the same team from like oh I don't know Arkham City. I mean, but the Arkham games are great. Yes, but if you think about it, you still have to unlock areas. Yeah, that's true. So, so it's not it's not technically open world. No, yeah. no. not until you've beaten the game completely. Right. Yeah. And I think that's more what people wanted was a was either a Skyrim or like an Elden Ring type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they got another Batman game. Mm-hmm. Which after Arkham Knight kind of folded that series pretty hard. Yeah. So I, I think it suffers from being the Batmobile simulator. <laughs> hey, n- nothing's, wor- nothing's worse than like Superman 64. I, yeah. I remember playing that game and it was completely unplayable. Oh, yeah. Like That's somebody awful. had it at their house and they're like, here, try this. And it's just like, no, it. no, put this back. Yeah. You don't give that to someone to have a good time. You no. give that no. to someone to be like, See how far you can get before, before you're you frustrated. Break the yeah. <laughs> before you yeah. rage quit. Hence the name of this podcast. Wow, even rage quitting's kind of getting dated, isn't it? A little bit. Uh, I mean, I feel like I still will rage quit, but I won't break anything. I'll just shut <laughs> off my laptop and go to bed. <laughs> well, you know, you're more mature now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, let's put it this way. Connor's going to be the only one left in his 20s pretty soon. So <laughs> rage quitting is a little bit more controlled at our age, I think. Yeah. So at, you, uh, at our sophisticated age of 30. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my pinky is out when I drink my, you know, Coke or whatever now. Well, yeah, you can't have any alcohol. <laughs> that, uh, that, that TikTok that went it's around that rude. was like, oh, you know, chat, they're calling people our age that we're say we were born in the late 1900s and it's like oh yes let me let me put on the finest of musics yes. early yeah. Britney Spears shall yeah. I break I out the lunchables or whatever well one of my favorite things was 
some dude was uh, some somebody. Uh, I think it was a Gen Zer. Uh, was making fun of how slow we actually talk. And it's like, motherfucker, have you not tried to use, um, what was it, uh, word without autocorrect? You had to go back and find it in the fucking dictionary yeah. and stuff like that. I feel like we don't talk that slow, but also I feel like the yo- it's just the younger Gen Z that are like that. And I feel like at... When we were that middle school, early we high school age, we just also just talk really fast. Yes. Yeah. We've had to learn to slow down because we're now accommodating older generations in our workplaces. Oh, yeah. Well, for not sure. just that. I think it's also the fact that, uh, in, in a way, we're becoming older. We're no longer. In a lo- way. Yes. In the no, only no, way. <laughs> we are no longer, yeah, that generation that's coming up yeah. we are the working our, force now. yeah in our teens we i would have talked just as quickly because oh, yeah. i had Shoot. friends where like i would speak so quickly with them that my mom was like is that even english or are you speaking a different language we grew language? up listening like, to that, eminem twista and buster rhymes <laughs> we can yeah. talk fast we can fucking talk fast if we want to yeah, yeah we got real rap <laughs> fucking <laughs> mumble shit where he's like he's just fucking going and it's the video of the car and like the fender is about to fall off so they're going 60 miles an hour and it's just flapping like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those good old rap songs so you're talking pokemon we uh yeah. You're you've been finishing up all the last things to do in Scarlet and Violet, right? And uh, then you've kind of gone back to I do not have the DLC, so I am done with Scarlet and Violet. So I do have the DLC. Um we've got the next batch of DLC coming out. Um and sometime in December, we don't know. Literally, everything still just like, says winter twenty twenty three, which winter twenty twenty three is like a it's like a it's, it's, like, a, it's like a it's like a twelve day window. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> that's all you've got. Yeah. So also, um, yeah, I, I would say I would wait to buy the DLC till the second half comes get, out. Get get both. Okay. Well. It, Probably gonna be you, cheap when at you, that point, but no, it's the same price. You oh. get you get both when you pay for it. But with what my experience was with the teal mask part of the DLC, I would have waited till I got all of it. All at once. of it, all okay. Because uh, it it didn't feel great. Like so, I got a little <laughs> little review. I don't have anything on the back out oh, there because these oh, were just my on. notes. I need to correct Sarah here. What? It's going to be cheaper. This is Nintendo. Nothing yeah, drops bad. prices. No. Right, so my bad. Continuing. So actually, <laughs> on that point, this is going to be my first complaint. And this was the same complaint I had about the Sword and Shield DLC. Mm-hmm. The DLC you have to pay for, and it's the exact same DLC for both versions. Mm-hmm. But you have to pay for it separately. You can't just buy a DLC oh, package. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. if you bought both copies of the game, you have to pay for the DLC twice. That's so stupid. So... Is there exclusives? Yes. In but for but each is it worth it? Yeah, so there are version exclusives that are separated in the versions, but all the version exclusives are not new Pokemon. They're all version exclusives are the returning Pokemon, so it does not matter unless you don't have Pokemon Home. Okay. Then buy it once and call it a day. Like yeah. what I don't Yeah. Yeah, so unless you want two copies of legendaries, you don't need to buy of the new legendaries, you don't need to buy it twice. No. Because oh there's God. nothing different other than the version exclusives. But to be fair, that's Pokemon games in general. But I don't want to have to pay for DLC twice. Honestly, no. I feel like if I no. paid for the DLC it should unlock it for both versions of my game. Especially yes. if it's under or, the same. That's or that, even a discount. Like, it shouldn't be full price for both of them. That's like, another thing that burns me a little bit. Like, give me one full price and the other bit. for, like, ten bucks. Uh, that's the other thing that burns me a little bit. I can't transfer information from a game to a different Switch. Because um, I tried to play uh, Scarlet on my nephew's Switch. Because I wanted to play on the TV because I'm you'd, lazy you'd and just need back. to log. You'd need to log into your Nintendo account, and then you can access your cloud data. I did, but... Uh, um, 
Oh, cool. Pokemon's also the weird one where it doesn't really save the same way. Yeah. So I have to I have to play it on that Switch. Yes, unless you do a full data transfer off the one Switch to the other. That's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I just put a 256 gigabyte freaking um, SD card in both. So yeah, yeah. he we got unlimited freaking. Well, sort of. So feels like unlimited. Yeah. So in the teal, Ma- so teal mask is the first half. We've got Indigo disc coming out at an indeterminate time in December. We don't know. Um, so teal mask. The story that is about five to six hours, so it's not long. Um, which isn't a huge complaint, but like I would have liked a little bit more story. There's also no connection to the mainline story or lore of Paldea. It's really just kind of a bridge to what bridge between the main story and what I'm assuming we're getting in the second half of the DLC. The, the premise so for the it, story is a school field trip. It, it's kind of like, um, I hate to compare this, uh, our first DLC in freaking Destiny 2. <laughs> oh my god. The first three, what was it? If you got the season pass, you got the first three DLCs or two DLCs, and then the big one was the third or the fourth one, and the first two or three bridged between the... Oh, it pissed me right off. Yeah, so like, so overall, it does feel like a bridge to introduce you to some new characters. Yeah. Um, But in the area they gave you to introduce those new characters, you get some lore to this new unique location. Um, We get a couple new legendaries. It's a... It's an okay story. I don't think it's great, but again, I kind of have to pull back and realize that, like, at the core, these games are made for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's times when it feels much more like this is made for a child than it's made for, like, a general audience. Right. And, like, some of the yes. new characters and the, the kind of general story of this uh, this DLC story feel really kind of weak and childish. But, like, again... I guess it is made for kids, but like that's, it's also a sixty dollar game that's a thirty dollar DLC. Like this isn't like you got kids an money. audience that started in the yeah. mid nineties. Like, yeah, so. you realize yeah. that the biggest portion of your audience are in their you know twenties to forties. Like yeah, yeah. Start start making shit a little bit more violent and. Uh, I mean, I don't even need to be violent. Like we got some good depth in some of the older games, like. Um, Black and white. That like that. There was a huge thing about like the ethics of Pokemon in a, oh, yeah. in their game. Like that's what that's like that's wild. Right, it doesn't and need to be violent. Right. It just yeah. needs to have like a more complex. Yeah, and you can take you can take those complex ideas of ethics and morals and stuff like that and break them down into kid sized bites. Sure, and it's still enjoyable for adults because we can get into. Because that leads us to deeper conversations. Yes. But it's enough for a kid to understand, too. It's the reason right. why I harp on Avatar The Last Airbender so much. It's a series made for kids, but with big feelings and big ideas in it. Yes. Right? And I rewatch it almost every single year. And I want so badly for Leland to enjoy it because it opens that door for yep. it's a kid's show and it is like big stuff in kid sized bites. But like it's the same thing. It opens that door for like, well, wait a minute. Right. Like, why yeah. is it like that? And then you as the adult sit down, and you go, well, you can actually equate this to the real world. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. I would love that if they did something more like they, what they did in black and white and be like, hey, here's like this huge idea mm-hmm. and we're just gonna exactly. like simplify it a little bit for you so that you can kind of swallow it and then you know we'll talk about it because they're gonna be adult humans someday they need to learn about this stuff somewhere yeah you know um so while this <laughs> not gonna get into that conversation while the, while the story the main story itself i was not super impressed with um like some of the lore is kind of interesting um to me it gave me similar vibes to the lore um I mean, not super similar, but like I saw some parallels to the legendary beasts than the lore that we got in the Johto games. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, not super similar, but like you can tell that like maybe something, a similar style story was the inspiration, which right. is great. Um, but to me, the most like, there's a ton of side quests that are all actually interesting. And 
ev- just about every single one of them is totally missable. And I think it makes for like that to me, this is what makes the DLC. Cause like, I did not learn about all of the, any of these until I had finished the story. I was like, all right, well, that was a thing I did. <laughs> 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 kind of like Skyrim where you're like, wow, this was definitely not worth it. So there's a group there called the Ogre Clan, and there's a challenge to find and defeat each of these eight powerful trainers. So it's like there's a second set of gym leaders. Nice. You don't get badges or anything for it, but you get some nice items, and they're actually like level 70 something teams that they're oh, scattered. Shit. You know, the area this map is small, but like all right, that's that's a thing you can do. That's yeah. and you it's get a genuine challenge. It's yeah. it's not like you're going back to Kanto in no. Yeah. Um, it's not you know, yeah. it's not that big, but it's something. It's at least something that's there. Um and you don't get any key items or anything unique, but you get nice usable, you know, consumable items. Um there's Probably the one thing I don't like as a side quest, if anyone played the Sword and Shield DLC, there's an area where you have to upgrade the dojo in the DLC, and basically it's you spending your money to unlock other features. Mm. So you have to so inevitably you've gotta like challenge the you know, the league again and do whatever you can to to get money so you can upgrade this area for further, you know, further activities in the dlc there's one and it's actually worse than the one was in sword and shield the one in sword and shield at least gave you probably one good thing which was like half price and able to bulk buy vitamins for training your pokemon competitively Mm -hmm. this has nothing good about it and it costs just (laughs) as much so literally you will just grind your life away for money and get like nothing good for it like you get you get a new outfit, I think, is the one unique thing. Oh, That's my exciting. God. And it's not even good looking. You'd be looking fresh. No. Oh, not no. fresh. Not even fresh. <laughs> nah. Wow. Wow. Um, imagine, Way to stick imagine, it to you, Imagine you know? putting in that yeah. OT at work and thinking, you're going to go and you're going to buy you some Louis Vuitton shoes. I would never, but I understand and, what you're and, trying to and, say. And instead of Louis Vuittons, <laughs> you get, like, some... You know, some <laughs> Liz, uh, yeah, Claiborne or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, it's nice, but like those it uh, wasn't knockoff worth the Nikes. Nah, nah, it's not even that. It's like, it's like you got you some New Balance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you get some you, new you red went, bottoms? Nah, you, you got the, some red. You got some red inserts for your for your corns. Inserts. Like, yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking went to Walmart um, and got those cheap ass yeah Reebok knockoffs exactly exactly um you uh there's a kind of like I guess it's like a uh the best I can describe it it's like a janky Pokemon Snap mini game storyline mm. um the reason I say janky is because the controls are not great <laughs> I want to play the uh, but, new snap by um, the way I guess it's not even snap like I guess it's more like the the snapshot that you could do in sun and moon with the rotom phone that oh, just staves okay. little yeah it's not good but it is the only way sh- only way to get the new uh, form for Ur- Ursaluna, the Blood Moon Ursaluna, oh, which looks super cool. cool. Mm. Um, so there's that. You also get a chance to get a free Sinnoh starter um, from your um, uh, from Jacques, who's one of the teachers from the academy oh, um, on the island. He uh, he will give you a random Sinnoh starter. He gives you an egg, and it's going to be randomized based, I believe, on your trainer ID as to which of the Sinnoh starters you get. So you can't choose it. I don't believe you can reset it um, for uh, a different one, but I don't believe it's shiny locked, so you should be able to reset it for shiny, for shiny if you want. Mm. Um, That's going to take for fucking yeah. ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a set of traveling trainers that you can uh, face a couple of times that provide a lot of money if you're having trouble getting some spending money. You face them three or four times, and it's hinted at, um, but there's no confirmation, but a lot of people believe online that these could be Nimona's parents um, who we don't see in the game, and we learn kind of our, you know, kind of strange to travel a lot and this couple that are introduced are known to be rich travelers and they fit around that age range based on their character models Mm -hmm. 
they don't mention her, but just the placement of them being traveling and you're not at Paldea and you encounter them as they're traveling around and they're insanely rich, which we know are all things that describe Nimona's parents. Are they, uh, they on top of the fact, most the of woman, the woman kind of looks like an older Nimona. So like they have dark hair and you know, I mean, not her blonde. hair probably was dark at some point. It showed yeah. like kind of graying. So, uh, I got uh, okay. okay. So, but similar facial features. Sure. I'm, but then again, also Pokemon character models, are uh, shared not a lot, very different. unless yeah. it's like a special NPC. Yeah. So, like, it uh, could just even be then fan it's speculation. Probably the hairdo that's wild. Yeah. Like, um, if you complete the Ogre Austin minigame, which is very difficult, um, at the highest level, which is even more difficult, uh, you get a shiny Munchlax. Um, so if you've not already gotten a shiny Munchlax or Snorlax for other means, there's a way to do that. Uh, if you feel like busting your life away on a mini game, um, and then lastly, Done. once you can, <laughs> <laughs> once you complete the original decks for Kitatami, uh, which is the uh, mini area that you're at, uh, you get the glittering charm, which will increase the um, sh- the terra shards you get when you do raids, um, depending on the. Um, the rank of the raid depends on how many more shards you get. It looked like it was just one to two. If you were doing the one to two star raids, it was around, I think, five to seven for the three to four star raids. And for the five, six, sevens, it looked like it was 10 to 15. So I, I also saw we got some new Pokemon, but it did not restrict us from getting it from the regular game, though, either. Yes. Uh, like Driplin. Yes. So they did that. They started doing that with the DLC in Sword and Shield. So once the DLC came, no matter whether or not you purchase the DLC or not, the game got the game got a forced update through its home compatibility so that because otherwise it would be super janky if you like if it wasn't fully unlocked or programmed into the main game. Uh, so okay. So it's programmed into the main game. It gets an update that unlocks it along with the update to home compatibility so even if you don't have the dlc you can still get through online trades um any of the new pokemon whether that's the new legendaries um like ogrepan or the um the legendary three that are, are the new the new kind of protagonist antagonist legendaries um the bloodmurn usaluna the diplin evolution for applin um all of those will be available to you I have to. Um, oh, get I, yeah, do a link code trade with yes, you that for yeah. fucking shiny. Yes, I've got shiny. I've got shiny Applin for you. Yes. Um, my my nephew was complaining that he hasn't gotten a shiny yet, and stuff I, like that. I have enough to give one for you, Leland and Sarah. Okay, cool. I'm down. Um, but. Uh, yeah, he's complaining. I haven't caught my own shiny and stuff like that. And I, I think so. In, I damn near finished the game, and my first shiny was an Indeedy. So in my history of Pokemon playing games, my first shiny that I got myself was in uh, Pokemon X and Y. So having played Gen, so Gen one and two as a kid, and then. In college, I picked up and I started replaying again, and that was Gens three, four, five. So it wasn't until Gen six, yeah, that yeah. I got one. And since then, it didn't really take off until Sword and Shield because I linked up with some people online who were way more talented and dedicated than me at manipulating the RNG, mm. yes. and they were able to host shiny raids um and i got like mad into that for a bit both uh mostly in sword and shield i've done a few in um scarlet and violet so basically um every every time you get a raid location and this is true for both scarlet and violet and sword and shield each of the raid dens or the terror dens um there's basically a there's an RNG to when it will produce a shiny, and that is based on some I believe it's based somewhere in the trainer code and then based on the time and date. So if you 
plug in the right numbers into an algorithm, it will tell you it will tell you the the date of when that area will be shiny. Um, oh, it might be shit. a little bit different in uh, Scarlet and Violet with the Terra Dens because those will pop up at different places. Um, but I know all the dens in uh, Sword and Shield are stagnant. So you can plug in a location. You can plug in some information about your trainer code and switch. And then it will tell you the date and time. And so you then just have to scroll through your dates. And you know there's no way to scroll dates or plug it in easily in the switch because there's no, no like little calendar you can click on and pull the date. So you've got to scroll number by number. Oh, my God. And then Just like that, the old days. yes. And then that that den will be shiny. You can't guarantee a particular Pokemon, but whatever Pokemon are available in that den will be shiny on that day. And then from there, the process is: you run the raid, you host the raid. You can't catch the Pokemon though, so this is only something you can do for other people. Is you host the raid once the raid starts. You jump out of the raid, so you you like uh, airplane airplane mode, and shut out, close out the game on the switch. Mm-hmm. Go back in, and then you can rehost it rehost it multiple times. Yeah, the, that the, same Pokemon for yeah. other people. You got to be careful with that because I noticed uh, Scarlet and Violet has put in a protection uh, thing in place if you go missing for a certain amount of time on a raid it will throw up a warning and be like you didn't complete this and uh you left these people basically high and dry that's not fair in our community blah 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 so on and so forth and really yeah and you can get blocked for it i know they do that if you dip out of online battles they're doing it for raids now too Mm. Probably because of what you just explained. I mean, I, I was just in a couple of those the other day, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, People have bots that run it, and they go and they do. That's probably why. Yeah. So I noticed the more recent bots have stayed through the whole raid, so maybe that's why. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, to prevent that. Probably. Well, so. Probably easier to just make a new bot every time, right? Instead of well, because the bot has to run off the switch, so mm. it's easier for so it's probably easier for it to do it. Because otherwise, if their you know their Nintendo account or something gets banned because they've dropped too many times, mm-hmm. yeah. then they'd have to do you know new email and all, all that new stuff. Yeah, awesome. So if it they just keep the bot running for the whole raid, which yeah, is fine, it's easier because it's just going to run the basic command to attack mm-hmm. and half the time they're using a hacked pokemon but like whatever i don't care if you're using a hacked pokemon hey, my ca- problem because what i'm catching is legit mm-hmm. right because um, it's all just rng manipulation so so uh my first um shiny i believe i've mentioned on here is uh shiny zubat but uh, my first... Uh, but that shiny Crobat is so good, though. I, I love that. I wish I knew how to do it when I caught it. Because uh, it was Johto, so Crobat was in the game. Well, uh, it's a happiness evolution. Yep, yep. yep. <clears throat> and I didn't know when Goldbat evolved. It was yeah. back when, back, you know. I mean, also when that was new, nobody really knew what... Yeah, how that works. I caught it. And I'm like, oh my god, it's something different. <laughs> I mean, we got we got the red Gyarados, but there was no like real information on what the fuck a shiny was. Yep, the, uh, the early days of the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah, the red Gyarados. It was explained that it's a red Gyarados because the Lake Rage made it that way. You know, basically. Right. Yeah, and that's not true. It was a new gimmick in the game. Yeah. Yep. My first shiny was a, it was a horsey that I did when I learned that one of the one of the new mechanics to find shinies was chain fishing. No so basically, shit. <laughs> so okay. you fish the same spot. You can't move, and you have to continue encountering. And you have to, you can either knock out or run, um, but you can't catch 
um, or it can't flee. And if you like mess up the rod, like if you you know that you pulled too early or too late, it resets the chain. And so you yeah. just fish and you go. And it was like my second or third time trying it, and I got a shiny horsey. That's awesome. No oh, shit. This, this was uh, um, I forget the uh, the area, but it was the forest, uh, Elix Forest or something like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it, where, like, where Mew would be. Sorry, Celebi would be if we ever got that, uh, yeah, no. that event that we um, never got because we live yeah. in the United States. Yeah, <laughs> on top of the fact that the only Mew that was close to us was in New York City, which is yeah. what stupid four hours away, no, six, yeah, six or seven, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, I was just about to leave the forest and. I'm like, ah, damn it, Zuba, what the fuck is that? And the sparkles come up, and it's like, I I gotta catch it. Yeah. I gotta catch it. My first one in Scarlet Violet was, like, probably day two of playing the game. Maybe day, It was probably night one, because I put a lot of hours into that. And it yeah. was a shiny Growlithe. It was, like, huh. right... Like within the first five hours of the game. Yeah, I like Growlithe. I got yeah. I, I got a shiny charm, and um, yeah, I'm just not. No. Bro, my... I think my lar- longest hunt was for a Togepi. I was trying to breed for one in, sh- in Scarlet and Violet. I had the shiny charm. I had the Masuda method because I had a Japanese ditto. So really, realistically, I, I should have gotten it Japanese within ditto. like six hundred. Like, yeah. It was like over like no. The the Togepi over was 9, the easy 000? one. No, the it was what was it? Um it evolves into Hydreigon. That's what it was. Uh Dino. Yes, Dino. Uh it was I like thirteen hundred eggs, bro. <laughs> oh my god. I worked on that for months and then like I did a Togepi and I got it within like twenty. <laughs> it was like bro. It's so frustrating. Oh, and yeah, the Paldean region waited Two eggs is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean you, you can, can do, do it do way m- quicker. Yeah, you yeah. can get more eggs per shot, but you being in you the also picnic, kind of feel like you're just sitting around. Yeah, being in the picnic thing, is, I kind of don't like it. Like I no. I get that I can do it faster, but it doesn't feel like I'm doing faster because like when you're riding the little bike. At least it feels like you're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> even if, you, even though I'm just holding the control stick in one direction to go in circles, I feel more productive than like letting the game sit and checking on the basket every two minutes. Right. Right. Just. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. So. Uh. Seeing as this is one of our first times back in uh, about a month. Uh, try about months. two and a half. <laughs> two months. Yup. Um, shut up. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. We've been busy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, life Sorry. stuff happening. Uh, yeah. Actually, the last time we recorded was the Pokemon World Championships. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. We had a whole lot of stuff to go over on that one. That was great. Yeah, that um, was a fun night. We stayed up. Oh, my God. We stayed up way too late watching those after we got done recording. Oh, yeah. We were up in the living room, and we were just like... We stayed up for like another hour and a half. Attentive. We, we missed the we Go Battles, was by like, the way. Yeah. yeah, we missed Go, and we didn't get a chance to watch the rest of the... Uh, what was it? Oh, the game. Because we yeah. watched the TCG. Yeah. And that was... Oh. That was intense. Oh, Speaking intense. of the TCG... That was crazy. Actually, that was other news I had. Oh, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> uh, TCG, this this was actually last month. Uh, Scarlet and Violet's latest set, one, the 151 set, uh, came out. Uh, it looks really cool. It's boosting a lot of the decks that saw popularity going into and coming out of Worlds. And no it showcases shit. all of our favorite Kanto originals. Um I've actually been looking at getting back into the Pokemon TCG. I re-downloaded the game. They just redid the online version of the game. It right. looks much cleaner now. Now plays great, and it's so much cheap. The the physical TCG so much cheaper than when I was playing Yu Gi Oh. I looked up the decks that topped Worlds. All of them are sub a hundred, unless you're buying Holy the shit. unless you're buying like the alternate art versions of cards. No shit. 
freaking yeah, freaking mean... Yu-Gi-Oh! The deck that I was playing before I stopped stopped the last two decks, like at their height, were like four hundred and fifty dollar decks, and now are like sitting at around two hundred bucks because they've lost some popularity and some cards got banned. But like I looked at a competitive deck, the same deck I'm running right now on the TCG online, seventy five bucks to buy it. Com- buy everything from scratch on tcgplayer.com right now ridiculous like what and, I, and I you can get a better dollars. return on yeah. most of those cards too yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna drop half their price in you know six weeks and no. yeah and then on top of that uh one of the original hollow um i saw it was in pretty good condition it wasn't rated or anything they probably rated it i don't know uh, but at Millennium Games, they had an original Charizard. Actually, they had like, like what, five, three of them. Like what, uh, 180, uh, no. I feel like the one, the highest one that we saw was, was like 160 or 180 okay. or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not expensive, yeah, yeah. but if you were to sell that to them, yeah, I think that's a good chunk of change back to you. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I mean, that's held this value, because like back, I have one, it's not in great condition now but like when we bought it it was like it was 90 100 bucks so, yeah i mean and it's and like Yu-Gi-Oh cards value. like the vintage ones like they don't no they haven't because they're constantly reprinting them and they don't do that with pokemon they just put out a new set yeah i think are, are they reprinting the originals they did that a couple years ago they reprinted the base set and like one other set and they added some foiling to some of them. And that was fun. Um, oh, okay. But they're not like reprinting stuff in mass like Yu-Gi-Oh! does on the regular. Okay. So that they explains like, why there was a reverse hollow Charizard there instead yeah. of... Okay. Yeah. So they reprinted the original base set using the current foiling as like an anniversary thing. So it wasn't like a counterfeit. It was no. just... Okay. And that's why the price was much lower. Yeah. Does anyone still care about Pokemon Go? No. Uh, nah. On and off, I'm transferring my Pokemon weeks. to home. All right, we got a Wooper Community Day coming up November 5th. Who gives a shit? Whoop, Nobody whoop. cares about that. Um, <laughs> is it a Pooper or is it a Wooper? I think it's the, I think it's the OG Wooper. I don't oh, think it's God the new Paldean one. Nah. Then uh, I don't well, care. Well, no, because the Pal- well the Paldean one, they've only released the starters, I thought. Uh, they released the starters. Well, that would have been a great time LeChonk. to release the, uh, the new one would have been for the Community Day. Would've Who knows? Maybe they'll submit us. They'll do that for us. Yeah, um, no way. I open got, this app so infrequently now that every time I open it, I have to update it. I uh, hate that. <laughs> We've got some five-star raids coming up for the month of November. Um, going from the 2nd to the 9th, we're for, uh, highlighting Genesect, which is probably one of my favorite Gen 5 Pokemon. I'm going to be honest um, with you. It's and then every got, about two months they put Genesect or Deoxys out. Uh, yeah. I would I would kind of like to get a couple more Deoxys just so I have the other forms in my home, which I spent like a whole day organizing. Yeah. They need to fix that app. That is wait. Well, there's uh, no quick way to organize that. That's a that's a mess. When I tell you I put in like a work day's worth of work oh, reorganizing yeah. that, that's some bullshit. There, there, there's also like their like, coding on how to find Pokemon in your game is fucking stupid. stupid. Yeah. Um, we got Verizian, November 9th through 16th. Kobolan, November uh, 16th to 23rd, if anyone cares about any of those. We got Mega Houndoom being featured in Reigns as well from November 2nd through 12th. See, I would love for you know the base games to go back to some of their other um, things, like uh, the gimmicks. Like you mean Mega. you don't like your Pokemon turning into pretty, pretty princesses? Mm-hmm. I like the idea of terrestrializing. Hate how it came out though. Same. I love the concept. Like the aesthetic of it. The aesthetic of it is trash. Yeah. yeah. So Paldea and Pokemon Go, they have re- released the three starters: Lechonk, uh, Pommy, and Nimble, plus all of the evolutions for those. And I think I'm missing one because I haven't caught them all. I so. have a Nimble, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lechonk, the three starters, which. I have to say that's actually what completed my decks was uh, getting um, Quaxley. Nice. Yes. Oh my god, it took him forever. <laughs> it was no, it was Sprigatito. Was it? Yeah. 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 
That pissed me off because I was. It took forever. It, it got to the point where I'm, you know, I'm um, surprise trading for it, and I got like, I shit you not, in one There's- sitting, it was like. Three foy cocos, and I'm like, I, yeah, I'm fucking already done. Already have that one, yeah. So I think I shared it probably on the podcast, not a probably a long time ago, shortly after the games came out. Um, there are specific trade codes for version exclusives yes. and the um, starters. Yeah, I wish I for knew people that. looking to get specifics. Um, but always best practices to get your own copies of Pokemon if you're ever planning to do anything like competitive or even like stuff online. Oh, so like yeah. I've moved everything that I did not catch myself mostly into home and then I've tried to catch anything that I could. But like when I reorganized home that like I got through a ton of stuff that like I didn't catch myself and I'm going to have to go back and redo. Well, one of the things I'm going to do when the next gen comes out and just move everything from gen eight and nine into home everything yeah not even gonna fuck around i pulled everything from gen nine that wasn't competitive competitive use already into home like i don't want to sort through i don't want to have to look through my boxes for stuff right in the game that i'm even currently playing i moved everything over um, and like, I think I got my my team set up. Well, for Sword and Shield, I got my team set up. Okay, quick question. Yeah. Um, the Gigalith line, uh, you can only get Gigalith Skip by it. catching or uh, trading, right? I don't believe so. I think he's just a normal evolution. He is? Okay. Yeah. You're trying to complete that deck, so you're trying no, to no, no, you no, no, use no. it on your team? I want to use it on my team because... Uh, I, it's got a nice setup for the as an opener. It's got stealth rock. That's fair. You know, good opener. Yeah, I mean, you. I uh, think you can get stealth rock on depending on what starter you're using. I was a big fan of Dreadnought for my playthrough on Sword and Shield. D- statistically, he's not the best no. water type, but he's a badass Tardis. I loved him. Yeah. It is it is cool one. Um, let's see. My my team currently is Boulder, uh, Lampert, um, Lampent. Yeah, Lampent. Lampent. Yeah. Um. Fuck. I got. Uh, what starter did you go with? I went with Grass Starter because I like Rillaboom. Solid. Better. I mean that all the starters that generation did you good. look good. Yeah. Uh, not. The only one I don't like is the water, and yeah, he's not not my favorite, but like no. all still solid. I w- I had to go with Score Bunny. Uh, <laughs> Leland, th- that's the thing. Leland went with Score Bunny. Right. I I'm like, okay, he's gonna have Score Bunny. I'll pick the grass starter. Somebody else can have the water starter, and it's gonna haunt me because I'm gonna have to get another fucking water starter, and it's gonna kill me because <laughs> they haven't released. The Galar region in uh, Go. Nope. I mean... They have some, but not none of the starters. Yeah. But if you need it dumb. in... Um, need it for um, Paldea, they, we did get the Mightiest Mark ones for Rillaboom and uh, for the Score Bunny line. I don't believe we ever no. got Inteleon with the Mightiest Mark. So that could still be chilling yeah, out, that, out there that, somewhere. Yeah, that, one, that one's not yet done. Um, because I remember my buddy Kevin, he's like, yeah, Rillaboom was stupid hard. Oh, he was, huh, he was easy. He was? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I actually, I or, saved one of my specialty balls. I caught it in a friend ball because I love catching the special Pokemon in, like, the unique rare Pokeballs. You know what I caught my um, Mewtwo in? What? A nest ball. Nice. Just for the insult. <laughs> I didn't get that. I tried oh, so many times. Such a pain and in I the couldn't ass. do it. And I was like, you know what? I've got enough Mewtwo and I'm sure there's gonna be plenty more. That, that is over my the first legitimate Mewtwo though. What? Besides Go. Really? Really, really. I had like eight and I was like, I I was like, I can't bring all of you into home. I've only got so many so much space. <laughs> um However, I just moved my Mewtwo, my shiny Mewtwo over to uh, home. And uh, nice. 
um, yeah, from Go. And I no, I just put it into um, uh, Scarlet and Violet. Nice. I need to get more shinies in Go because it's so much easier to get. Something. Oh, like, yeah. I, that's probably the only reason I would ever go back to playing Pokemon Go is to get shiny legendaries. All right. Well. But Seeing as this is going over an hour. This is going long, and we got I'm D&D to start. We got D&D yep. to start on top of the fact that I will tell you a secret how to do that much easier. Perfect. All right. <laughs> um, so, first of all, I'm going to say this. Go to our Discord or go to our website. Click on our Discord. We have a channel for Pokemon if you want to join that. Yeah. Uh, Keep the and conversation tell going. us... Tell us what your first shiny was. How's that? All right. Now, um, yeah, go to our website. Go get a T-shirt, blah, blah, blah. You know Hopefully it won't be two months before we talk to you again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We won't have D&D and stuff. So uh, what are you talking about? Well, yeah. well, I mean, we'll be working on D and D stuff, and I, yeah, chat, chat like, GPT. It's gonna be my turn now. I'm gonna. So when we're done with the Curse of Strahd campaign, I'm going to start setting up the um, starter pack. I think yes. we're gonna campaign. do the starter pack on this, right? On we'll, we wanted we'll to do it live. We yeah. just want to do it live. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we, All right. It'll be my first foray into DMing. All right. Yeah. It should be very exciting. All right, everybody. If you rage it, we game it. Bye. Bye. See ya. If I can hit the stop button.